everyone. Welcome back to A Thousand Miles Podcast with Jessica. And Ayub. Hello, guys. Hi, hi, hi. Thanks so much. Uh, welcome to episode three <laughs> of our podcast. Um, today, we're going to talk about some of the pros and cons of long distance dating so that if anybody listening is in a long distance relationship, they may be able to relate to us. And if anybody is thinking about being in a long distance relationship, they can kind of hear the pros and cons that we've come up with. But for those of you who may be listening internationally, if we have any of those, the pros are like the good things and the cons are like the bad things or the things that are more difficult about being in a long distance relationship. So I have some notes and I've written down, actually Ayub and I have come up with five good things and five like difficult things of long distance dating. So the first one is a quote that many people know when um, you think about distance or traveling, they say distance makes the heart grow fonder. And basically, basically what that means is, you know, your essentially that quote means that distance makes you miss the other person more, right? So the heart grows fonder for the other person because you don't have to see them all the time and have to see their faults and all kinds of things. But essentially he and I, Ayub and I, because we're not together all the time, we get to have our separate lives. And sometimes that's a good thing. And sometimes that's difficult. Um, it kind of just depends. But that's that's the first thing. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I feel like the distance make our love be stronger mm-hmm. and make, make us want each other so bad because we keep missing each other because we are not together physically. So it's it's a good thing, I guess. Yeah. I think we'll do one pro and then one con, and we have five for each. So the con that I came up with was to kind of combat distance makes the heart grow fonder is that the distance (laughs) is obviously something that's difficult, something that we both have to deal with. You have to be adaptable. The reason that it's difficult is because you're not sitting next to the person to have those conversations to experience the same things together, you know, in our daily lives together. Yeah, you can, we cannot go on real dates together. We cannot do like real things like normal couple does, but, but I we, believe it's going to be. Right. And, and that was the, the thing that I also said is that you have to be adaptable, right? Because we don't have distance. Mm-hmm. We don't have the distance together. We're not sitting next to each other and planning things together, you know, in the evening or cooking dinner together. We have to come up with different ways to spend our time and to talk. Yeah, we need to be productive and figure things out and get to do new things together as a long distance, in long distance relationship. Mm -hmm. And part of that is this podcast, right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Okay, so number two, the second pro that we wrote down was you get all of the difficult conversations out of the way at the beginning. So essentially, Ayub and I had every kind of conversation that you could possibly have about life, about our morals, about our cultures, about our religion. Essentially, 
you know, we had all of those conversations at the very beginning of our relationship because if you don't get all of those things talked about kind of at the beginning, then it's very difficult to continue your long distance relationship knowing that they think differently. You have to kind of be on the same page. So it was like we went back and forth between questions with, with each other at the very beginning, right? Yeah, you need to put all the possibilities. So right. a lot of them. Right. So the con of, it's not necessarily the, the opposite of that, but another con that we thought of was that, you know, we get to travel, but traveling is expensive. And that's that's also one of my pros, but traveling is expensive. You know, he doesn't live in a different state than me. He lives in a different country. <laughs> so I have definitely... A different continent. Yes, thank you for reminding me. <laughs> so, you know, traveling is definitely more expensive. It definitely puts you outside of your comfort zone, especially for me, even though, like I mentioned in the first episode, I studied abroad in Italy. It still was something completely different for me to go and meet somebody by myself when we met in Tunisia. And the second time, which will be in the next episode, I think, we're going to talk about the first time that I went to meet him and his whole family. And I stayed with him and his family. And I went with my mom. And we'll talk about that in the next episode. But traveling by myself and then traveling with somebody, it's not cheap <laughs> but but it it you know at the end of the day it is worth it so that that kind of brings me back over to the to the pro to the good part is that you do get to travel right you we between Ayub and I I mean we traveled we each traveled together to not together but not sitting in the same plane but together to meet in Tunisia, right? So you, exactly. yeah. So you flew to Tunisia by yourself, and I flew to Tunisia by myself. You know, one was obviously longer yeah. than the other trip, <laughs> but <laughs> but either way, you had to go outside of your comfort zone, and we met together. But that's part of. I think travel is one of the best things that you could possibly do for yourself solo traveling or traveling with a friend or with a family member or with a you know any loved one that is my favorite way to spend my money <laughs> because I don't think I've ever purchased a plane ticket regardless of the price I've never purchased a plane ticket and been upset that my plane ticket was so expensive after I have lived the trip does that make sense like so even if the ticket let's say the ticket to another state was a few hundred dollars and I spent more on it because of X, Y, and Z problem. I have never regretted spending my money on a trip, on a ticket to travel. It's always been worth it because you have your memories and all of that, you know? So at the, at the end of the day, regardless of how much money you spend, it's the memories and the time together. I think that's really the most important and traveling is one of those really good ways. Okay, so the next one, the next con, I guess, is that, you know, in talking about all of the different things at the very beginning of our relationship, obviously there were differences in religion and culture and ways of thinking. And, you know, sometimes, especially at the beginning, it was like, well, do I want that for myself? Can I compromise? 
you know, are the things that we're talking about deal breakers in our relationship? Is that something that's going to make me walk away and say, no, I don't want to do this? All of the, you know, the fear of the differences of what you have known growing up. And I guess trying to be more open-minded, right? Yeah, I try to get to learn about each other's religion. And we find that we found that it's no, it's like a lot similar to each other's and mm-hmm. there is no there is not a lot of difference between islam and catholic mm-hmm. and i i so. think i think we wouldn't have found that out if we both hadn't mutually agreed to continue our relationship and have those okay. conversations together and learn about each other's religion. And it's not just religion, obviously. It's culture. It's, you know, Cultures, your way of life, what you do on a daily basis, your friend groups, yeah. um, you know. The way we raise. Right. You know, your your chores in your household, all kinds of things. And, um, you know, that could be a con, I guess, at the beginning but I think if you stick it out and you're able to continue and you learn you know you have you have those conversations with each other then it ends up being a pro a lot of the cons on this list they end up being a pro at least for Ayub and I since we've been able to make it work it's been four years over four years and I still fall in love with Ayub in ways that I never thought that I would (laughs) but I do (laughs) (laughs) so another pro kind of on the flip side of the of the con that i just mentioned is that you get to learn a whole new culture a whole new part of the world or another state depending on how far your long distance relationship is and i i think i quickly want to mention that you know long distance those two words they often refer to relationships as a love relationship you know, like somebody you're dating, but it also, I have, I can't even mention how many friends I have that are long distance friends. They don't live in the same city as me or even in the same county as me, or sometimes even in the same state as me, but they're still considered long distance. So I still think that a lot of these things do apply to people, even though they're not long distance dating somebody. It's just because the U.S. is like, it's really big, and especially like your friends, the one you met from Italy, that's why you consider like a long distance friendship mm-hmm. between you and your friends over there. So everyone live in a different state. Mm-hmm. But I also have friends like from college and, and other parts of my life uh-huh. that they don't live in the same in the same city or in the same county you know, as me, or even some of them in the same state, some of them have moved out of state and, you know, done other things. So it, it doesn't just apply to long distance dating, but in our situation between you and I, it does obviously. So kind of springboarding off of that, the, the pro that I had mentioned before that tangent, I guess, (laughs) is that you get to learn a whole other culture, uh, or part of the world or another state. So whether it's a friendship or long-distance dating, you get to explore the other person's world, you know? You you get to learn about 
you know, what they do in their daily life and where they go and their favorite places to eat, their favorite places to go hang out, you know, all those kinds of things. So the next con that we wrote down is that compromise feels more difficult. So kind of going back to, you know, some of the things that you feel are deal breakers in your conversations at the very beginning of your relationship compromise in conversations, in um, time management, all kinds of things become more difficult when you're in a long distance relationship because trying to compromise your time, your feelings, your emotions, your whatever becomes more difficult when you're not in front of the person and having that conversation in front of them. Instead, you're over the phone. So it feels very informal. So I'm going to kind of double down on the cons because I want to end on a positive note. But the last con that we came up with was um, obviously in a long distance relationship, specifically the fear of cheating or the lack of trust with your partner is always going to come up. You know, is my partner out in their daily life, looking at other people, talking to other people that could turn into something else. It's always like a thought in the back of somebody else's mind in a long distance relationship, just because you're not there to see it occur or, you know, that kind of thing. I mean, that can still happen even when you're next to the person, right? But uh, there is an extra like lack of trust there for a while that happens because while you're getting to know somebody, you don't, unless you have the conversation of, you know, we're exclusive and it's just the two of us. I don't want you talking to other people kind of conversation. It gets really kind of scary at the beginning, just because you, you, you're building the trust with the person. Once you have that trust with the person, then the other person should really understand and know, you know, Hey, I'm not going to cheat. I'm not going to do those things. And also I think, you know, you, hopefully kind of know your person. And with Ayub, I never felt like he was ever going to cheat on me or I ever didn't trust him because he was going out in the day and and walking around. Like, sure, other people are going to come up to him and talk to him or flirt with him or whatever, but it was like I, I just put my trust in him. And if he ever gave me a reason to not trust him, then it would be an issue. But it never has been. Exactly. I don't even have like f- f- friends as girls. <laughs> I only have like boys. Like boys. Like my friends are all boys. But They're that's all my friends since we've known each other like a really, really long time, like twenty years ago. Stuff like that. Like really. I don't know how to explain that, but they are like my brothers from another mother's. Because. <laughs> We kind of grow up together, right. you know, raised all together, especially in Boy Scouts, you know? I mean, you could have friends that were girls if if you, you know, had them from a while ago or you wanted to. Like, I don't really have any problems with that as because I, I trust that, you know, you love me and you're really only going to love me instead of other people. <laughs> At least I would hope so. But we haven't really had any issues with that. And I guess that kind of goes along with... Um... Well, I did. I actually, like, did have, like, friends which are, like, girls. But, like, that was, like, a university, a mm-hmm. high school. So they were, like, friends from 
school, so. But they didn't stick around in your, like, daily life. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, because it's kind of, like, not a common thing over here. Mm-hmm. I have, I mean, I have neighbors which are girls, so I say, like, they are kind of like my sisters. That's why I consider them, so. Right. Yeah, and I mean, I don't really have many guy friends. The only guy friends I have are, like, guys who are dating my friends who are girls so (laughs) i don't really have any guy friends either but i guess even if i did you know your your friends and the person that you love should definitely be separate but obviously you're my friend so you're my guy friend but also the person that i love so it just kind of depends but i i would never i would never really feel jealous or anything if you were like going out and people were looking at you or talking to you or anything because I know you would be jealous. Uh-huh. Yeah, but I talk to people all all day, every day. <laughs> at my job, at, you know. If, that's my thing. I mean, it's different, but, like, that's my thing. That's my personality and my character, so. Right, but you don't have to be jealous if I'm in, like, the In-N-Out drive through and the guy is taking my order and I'm no, being no, nice no, to no. him. No, no, <laughs> It's it's totally different. It, like and it's also situational, right? So it's like if I was at a club or I was at like a bar or something and a guy was talking to me, yeah. See, I feel like you would be worried, but I'm not going to do anything. Plus, I haven't been to a bar or a club in like years at this point. So, <laughs> it really doesn't matter. I've never. I've never. Well, that's going to change when you get here. <laughs> But um, the last pro that I have to talk about is probably the best one. And that is that it's extremely, extremely rewarding and worth so much more when you're able to spend time together, right? So even though I've only seen you, met you, whatever you want to call it, three times in our four-year relationship or over four years at this point, Every single time that we get to spend time together in person, it's so worth it. All of the problems, all of the uh-huh. arguments, all of the misunderstandings, all of the yeah, all of the late nights, all of the whatever, it all becomes so rewarding because a lot of I just explained this to somebody recently. You know, we're not perfect and we get into arguments every once in a while. And I explained this to somebody recently. He and Ayub and I got into an argument together and I was texting somebody, one of my friends. And I said, you know, it wasn't even what we were arguing about that was the problem. It 100% is because we're not in front of each other, like talking to each other face to face. Because at the end of the day, you know, if we have an argument, he can hang up the phone uh, although we have a rule that we don't do that. <laughs> but he could hang up the phone and, and I could be cut from all communication with him until he decides he wants to talk to me. But obviously, we made that rule at the very beginning that that was not going to be the case and that we we're not going to hang up with each other or that we're not going to go to bed angry. And we're going to try and at least be okay with each other so that moving into the next day we move forward instead of we're at the same place that we were or even backward and get more frustrated with each other. So uh, I was telling my friend the other day that, you know, usually it's not the actual argument or the thing we're arguing about that is the root of the problem. The root of the problem is usually that we're not next to each other. 
and that it right. sucks that we're not next to each other. <laughs> mm -hmm. Because if we are next to each other, like, we could just say something nice and solve all the problem. We could just go out and have some ice cream or some boba. <laughs> <laughs> well, and not not everything is solved like that, but you know what I mean. Like we have, like we have our. Yeah, well, exactly, we would. It won't be all that situation and going like through all of that. Right, and and like I said before, like you know, when we get into an argument, it feels very informal, right? Because we're over the phone. It's like somebody. Maybe this is relatable, maybe this isn't. But in my generation, a lot of people on social media, they tend to get into arguments or they tend to, you know, type rude comments and then like leave it into the universe and they're hiding behind a screen. And essentially it's kind of as informal as that is even though he and I are in a relationship together, it's super informal because at least when you're in front of each other, you have the like the self-awareness that you're screaming at another human. <laughs> so at the end of the day, you both have feelings and it's definitely more readable if you're in front of each other. So it's, it's really difficult to argue over the phone because it's, it's every frustration becomes heightened. But that's why, going back to the pro, it's rewarding when you spend time together in front of each other because you really, I really think that I learned more about you in like the few days that we've spent together than in the four years that I've known you. Does that make sense? Like I, I definitely absorb more of who you are and more of, you know, how you react to things and stuff like that when I'm around you for sure. And that's why they say, that's why they say that you should live with the person that you're dating before you get married which I don't necessarily, I don't know if I agree wholeheartedly with that, but I do understand why people say that because then you learn how your person reacts to everything, you know, how your person maybe doesn't react to certain things or how they internalize problems or how they argue and the patterns and everything or how they're good helping you with something. You know, it just, I think... It's definitely better when you're together, obviously. You, you will know me more. You will know me better than I know myself because you'll be stick on my ass all the time, 24-7. <laughs> I will be right up next to you like, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that's that's the best part, obviously, is being being together. And that's the end goal, right? No long-distance relationship wants to stay long distance forever, you know? Mm -hmm. So regardless of dating or, you know, it, friendships, like I mentioned earlier, no long distance relationship wants to stay long distance. So you either spend the money and take the time to travel to the person <laughs> or eventually, you know, in Ayub, in my case, eventually we will be together and then we'll be able to have an entire life together in, in, in person with him and myself sitting next to each other, dealing with all the challenges that we face in the world together as a team. And that's, that's the best part. Well, I, we hope that you enjoyed this third episode of a thousand miles with Ayub and I, and that you kind of got an insight to some of the pros and cons of long distance dating. 
just want to say that, like, if there is like a couple in a long distance relationship, to stick with each other's and keep fighting for each other's and compromise and just do what you got to do. We only leave once. Yep, because it's so worth it. Go for it. It's worth it. And mm-hmm. and Ayub and I will find out pretty soon, hopefully, <laughs> that it's worth it. All of our hard work has uh, paid off, inshallah. So I definitely think I've got more ideas about episodes moving forward. So stay tuned for those. We're definitely going to talk about, I think in the next one, we're going to talk about the process to getting my visa and my um, mom's visa yeah to come visit you and your family and what that what that was like what we did you know where we went it was really stressful but i do think it's important Especially for because tell them that the algerian visa is really hard to get that's why yeah we'll talk about that in the next episode but it was definitely a a journey and i know that we want to share that with people listening so that if they ever have to get a visa for any reason that they kind of know what's required and how to go about doing that. It's kind of a lengthy process. I now have applied for three visas total in my lifetime. Actually four. I lied. Four. So I kind of know a little bit, although it's stressful every single time I do it. So we will definitely talk about that in the next episode. But thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.